0: So today I'm excited to be uh, starting a month on a theme that I believe is going to be really encouraging for everybody. Anybody need some encouragement right now? Well, there's only about four of us. The rest of you are all hyper-encouraged, are you? Anybody want to really appreciate some encouragement right now? Oh no, I really want some encouragement right now. And uh, we live in a world where... Heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven is here. But the world's going through turmoil. (laughs) But aren't you glad you're in the world, but you're not of the world? And the key to living an unshakable life is being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen? The key to living an unshakable life is not just found in a book, It's not found in some positive vibes. It's not just found in having a good group of friends around you. All those things are absolutely wonderful and that's great. But the key to the victorious Christian life is found in one place and that is being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Being a follower of God. Are there any seedless grapes in the house? (laughs) If you weren't here last week, you don't know what I'm talking about. We're not seedless grapes, amen? Amen. See, they've evolved grapes now that they don't reproduce after their own kind. Heaven forbid that the church ever gets to that place. We bear fruit in Jesus' name, amen? amen? And the fruit we bear is our Christian character, which is the character of Almighty God by His Spirit in us. And the fruit we bear is seeing other people come to Christ. But nowhere in the Bible does it just say, get people to pray a prayer. It says, go out and make And make what? Let's say that again. Go out into all the world and make disciples. disciples, Baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. He said, go out, speak in new tongues, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, freely you've received, freely you give. I know that's various scriptures put together, but that is the great commission because Jesus Christ has overcome and has the name above every name and all authority. He said, go now and introduce people to his lordship and his dominion and make sure it becomes a lifestyle. Amen? Not just a decision, a lifestyle. So today we're going to sort of begin um, on a sort of an exploration over the next few weeks and months on what it is to be a disciple. But over these next four Sundays, we're going to be talking today about personal devotion. Personal devotion. Let's all say that. Personal devotion. We're going to have some fun over this next month. We're gonna. I'm sure we're going to be challenged. We're going to be encouraged. I'm going to be speaking and we're going to have a panel up here and we're going to be really delving into what personal devotion is all about. Because without personal devotion, you can forget discipleship. Glad we're so alive here this morning. (laughs) Oh wow, where are we going with this? So let's turn to our Bibles please. 2 Timothy chapter 3. And we're going to read from verses 14 to 17. There are so many passages that I could have turned to as like a base passage for today. But I just really believe this was a very powerful, a very powerful passage of Scripture. The Apostle Paul was speaking to his son in the faith who has now become the pastor of the Ephesian church. That's sort of what had happened. And this is 2 Timothy. And it says, But you must continue in the things that you've learned and been assured of, knowing from, who you've, from whom you've learned them. And that from your childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, our relationship and our right standing with God. That the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now we understand that this is a very powerful instruction from the Apostle Paul to the pastor of the Ephesus church. But how many of you know this is for every one of us? In the middle of this passage he says all scripture is God breathed. And this is part of the Holy Scripture. So it's God breathed for us today. As i said we're going to begin these next four Sundays on personal devotion. What does it mean to be a disciple we're going to be exploring other things in the weeks and the months to come about connection, accountability to God and to each other. Uh, how how as, a, as a disciple we have a spirit of abundance to be um, generous on every occasion. And how we are here to shine as a light in the darkness and to introduce other people to Christ. But, but this month I really believe is, is a fundamental month and I, and I think it's coming just at the right time. The world is shaking, the world is falling apart, the world is panicking, the world is accusing, the world is upset, the world is in turmoil, it's a place of darkness, it's a place of confusion, it's a place of upset, it's a place of, of fleshy carnality, can I say it like that, where now we, you know, it says, doesn't it, in the end times, it says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. What a day we are living in that that which is not according to the will of God is being declared to be right. And if you stand, not stand against people, but if you stand up for righteousness, you are accused and condemned for who you are and what you stand for. What a day we live in. How many of you know we need some unshakable disciples in the world today? We need some people who know who they are and who are not afraid or ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not ashamed. To stand up and say this is the truth of God's word. This is what it means to love God with all your heart, your soul and your strength. This is what it means in our 21st century. So we're going to be addressing some things today about personal discipleship. But today specifically, I want to talk about living in God's word living in God's word. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be dealing with prayer and worship and personal time to get, you know, individually with God. But today I wanted to kick all this off with understanding what it means to live in God's word. If we, if we think about John 15 from last Sunday, he said, "If you abide in me." This is the Lord Jesus speaking, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll be my disciples. If you obey my commands, you'll be my disciples. If you you live in the word of God and the word of God lives in you, you will be my disciples and you'll be an example in the world that you live in. Absolutely central to our relationship with God is God's Word, the Bible. The Bible. We don't have time today to cover how the Bible came to be, how it was put together, who all the, the individuals are, who they are, and how they came to be inspired by the Holy Spirit to put this incredible book of books together. I got a little bit annoyed the other day because somebody said something on TV that I thought, I know that's not true. They were talking about a, a, a fishing book and it's been in um, print since the 1800s and they said, this book has sold more copies than the Bible. And I thought, okay, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. And they made it as a clear statement. And I thought, I'm going to investigate this because I know what I think. And they were wrong. <laughs> Quite simply, they were wrong. They made an, a statement but I thought how interesting they were comparing the success of this book which has sold more copies than anything else except the Bible but they used the plumb line, the Bible. <laughs> I thought, well, at least that's a good thing. Even though they were wrong. This is the book of books. It's not just really one history book. It's an account of almighty God and his work in creation doesn't say a whole lot before the creation of the earth apart from in the beginning was God. Well, (laughs) well, I'm sure there was a lot more to it than that. (laughs) If you come to Academy, we cover some of this. But it's the book that God has revealed to man for us to know and have a relationship with God by his Spirit. Now, I've tried to put everything in there in that statement. It's not just about we read the book, we need the Holy Spirit. But as we've just read here, the scripture of God is God breathe. God inspired, revealed by Almighty God. I don't know about you, but if I knew I had a book that God had written about everything there is that we would ever need to know while living on this earth, it would be the highest, the highest priority possession that I could ever own. The word of Almighty God. What God said. We've sung so many songs today about what God said. You said it, I see it. The word of the Lord in my mouth. The power of the word of God is unquestionable. I can remember I was over in another nation speaking back in 93, 94. And it was a nation where there was another, another faith as the predominant faith in that nation, and um, you know quite ag- aggressively so. And I can remember I was there to speak, and I was going into the church that I was going to speak, and I had the Bible, and I just saw that my her sh- sh- shoelace had come undone. So I just did that and I did my lace up and before I could hardly do my lace I had three or four people jump down at my Bible and pick it up. Now that may be a a thing to do with a culture in a certain land. It could be, in fact I asked afterwards wow, why such a reaction? And they said we live in such a place where we are saying that the Lord Jesus Christ is Lord of Lords, King of Kings, and the Bible is, is the word of truth. And everything we do has got to display what we believe. And I thought, God forgive me for being casual about what the Bible... That doesn't mean to say you can't put the Bible down. I'm not getting into that and making a rule about it. Not at all. I still would you know, do that. I don't have a problem with that at all. But, but it was the attitude that this is the word of God. This is the Bible we're talking about. This isn't just a word for the day on an app. This isn't just something we hear on a Sunday when somebody quotes a Bible first and then says whatever he wants for the next 30 minutes just because that was a launching pad. It's the word of the living God. So today I want to speak about this. The, um, I can remember a long time ago when I, I used to lead the worship in the youth group, and I can remember the first time I preached, and, and I sort of shared, and it all went very wrong. <laughs> it all went very wrong. First time, and um, I'd spoken in my small group. We called them house groups at that time, and that was in Hayes, and the first thing I ever talked about was redeemed from the curse. It was about a six-month-old believer. And it was just a boom. Half the stuff I was saying, I don't think I understood myself. But dear God, it excited me. It stirred me. I'd heard somebody preach on Redeemed from the Curse, and it was about an hour and three-quarters sermon, and I'd heard it so many times, it just flooded out of me. How many of you know what goes in comes out? And I wasn't just being a parrot. This stuff had changed my life. But I can remember the first time I preached on a Sunday, and it was a Sunday evening in 1990. And that's a long time ago, 1990, 32 years ago. I was only four. It's amazing. (laughs) But um, I can remember I preached then. I thought, what can I talk about? No, I wasn't thinking to launch anything. I'd been given this opportunity and I just thought, what is the most important thing to me? And I can remember that first message I ever preached was the Word of God. That's what I call it, the Word of God. And I talked about how God's Word is creative, is active, is powerful. I wish I could find those notes. I wish I could find them. Everything was handwritten back then. And I've still got, I've got stacks of notes of what I've preached over the years. Now it's all on iPads and stuff. But there's something about getting a bit of paper and seeing the scribblings and the thought processes. Today you just scrub it off, delete it and rewrite it. But back then you, you know, and how things develop in your life. And the Word of God meant and means everything. The Word of Almighty God says in John chapter 1 verses 1 to 4, you see God's Word is God. John 1 verses 1 to 4, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through Him, Him the Word. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. I could say this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through the Word. And without the Word, nothing was made that was made. In the Word was life, and the life which is the Word was the light of men. Now we know the Word is a person. Up until up until we find out that God had a son. That was not really public knowledge in the Old Testament. It's there, if you know where to look. But it wasn't open to everybody. So in the Old Testament, we understood this, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. And that was the identity of God all the way through to the virgin birth, the conception. The Father, the Word, and the Spirit. The Father, the Word and the Spirit. But then we find out the Word became flesh and the Word was given a name. And the name the Word was given was Jesus. which means salvation. So we understand that the Word, it didn't say in the beginning was the Bible. And the Bible was with God and the Bible was God. No the word is the person of Jesus Christ but the word of God is God what God says is God God does everything by his word He created by his word he redeems by his word so many things we're just going to see in just a we're well, through this morning God and his word are one and the same. Psalm 138 verse 2. God has exalted his word even above his name. How important is God's word to me? How important is God's word to you? See God, God's word is God and God's word is alive. Living and active. Hebrews 4 verse 12. For the word of God is living and active and full of power. It's the, the, the amplified version. For the word of God is living and active and full of power. Making it operative, energizing and effective. The word of God The Lord Jesus himself said this, My words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. See, people came from all around to hear him. Hear the words that came out of his mouth. God's word is alive, it's living and active, it's spirit, it's life, it's truth. Now let's get a little bit into this. We are a spirit. We don't have a spirit, we are a spirit and that spirit that we are grows, strengthens, develops, matures, understands, thinks, spirit that we are. Just as our physical body needs food, if we don't feed ourselves with, I don't know what I'm talking about with this, But if we don't feed ourselves with the right stuff, Sharon just feeds me and I eat it and it's lovely and I don't look too bad for it. So there we go. I I get enough carbs and, is that right? And protein, I like my protein. God lives in steakhouses. I'm sorry, he just does. It's quite simple, quite simple. Um, I love my protein, I love my meat, red meat, it's really nice. (laughs) Just as my physical body needs food, and if you don't get food for your physical body, you will be physically weak and ineffective, exactly the same with, not our spirit, with us, because we are a spirit. But the thing is, you will never know it carnally what do i mean by that it has effects in our flesh when we are spiritually weak but you can starve yourself for a long time and and just not really realize because life goes on but life goes on ineffectively unenergized with no wisdom your life will go on with stress, fear, worry, sickness, anxiety, and poverty. Because without the Word, you have nothing to fight with. You don't have anything to live in authority with. Oh, but Pastor Joe, yeah, I'm, I'm a good person. I've read books and I've this, that, and other. Yeah, but the Word of God is living and active. The Word of God. There was... Uh, A man once and he had an open vision of the church that he was around at that time. And he said he saw everybody in the spirit. This is like 40 years ago now. And everybody had scrawny little physical bodies and huge heads. And God said to that person, teach my people faith. Because spiritually they are starving, but they filled their mind with so much stuff. And so today I want to sort of reverse that. I want to say, come on, we got to be feeding our spirit. The first thing I really need to say is God's Word feeds me. God's Word feeds me. You see, when God speaks, life is released. When God speaks, Holy Spirit power is released. God creates by releasing his word. God heals by releasing his word. In fact, we are born again by God releasing his word. The word is seed. And the word of God is food. God's word feeds me. 1 Timothy 4.6 says this. If you instruct the brothers in these things, you'll be a good, a good pastor. Of Jesus Christ nourished, nourished in the words of faith. Nourished in the words of faith and of good doctrine which you have always carefully followed. See, yes I want to say read the word of God. But I also want to say, listen to the word of God. Read the word and listen to the word. The word of God is food, feeds our lives. I know when I've had a good meal. Sometimes that boy says, Oh, you can't eat anymore. I'm stuffed. You know, Sharon said, do you want this? Or I'll say to them, do you want that? Oh, no, I can't eat anything else. I'm stuffed. Well, the good thing about the Word of God is you can never be overfed. Never be overfed with the Word of God. Now, your brain might say, oh, I just can't think anymore. But that's your brain. Spirit, spirit to spirit, the Word of God feeds us. The Word of God feeds us. And something that we've got to be doing, I'm going ahead of myself just a little bit, is we've got to renew our mind and we've got, we got to strengthen that spirit man on the inside. And even if you don't think you're getting it in your head, your spirit is absorbing all the time. Your spirit is like a sponge. This is why you've got to put a guard on your eyes, a guard on your ears, a guard on your mouth, because what you see, what you hear, and what you say doesn't just go at, goes right in goes right in. The Bible says in Proverbs 4, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Because it's like a sponge. Stuff goes in. And what we want to go in is the Word of God. And the Word feeds us. Feeds our spirit. Just like if I eat, I grow physically. If I eat the Word of God... I will grow spiritually. You see, spiritual age, (laughs) spiritual strength is not about a number of years that I've been a believer. It's about how much I've eaten, how much I've absorbed, how much life has been put on the inside by the Word of God. So the first thing today is God... God's word feeds me. But the second thing is this. As we go on, God's word matures me. Matures me. We grow up. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 to 14. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. You've come to need milk. You've regressed. You've come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he's a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are mature, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now, I would love to spend time in Hebrews chapter 5, chapter 6 about receiving the Word and the Word empowering your life and, and, the, and the things of God and the Word of God and the teaching of God, but really just suffice to say today, we got to grow up. Amen? we got to grow up. We grow up. As we go to school and as we learn things around us as kids, but we grow up in the Word of God as we feed on the Word of God. Uh, let's not regress back to needing milk. Let's go on to strong meat, to solid food. What, what, you know, how can I explain what maturity is? It's living heart over flesh. It's living in authority. It's living in the wisdom of Almighty God. It's living in life. It's bearing fruit. It's taking that which God is and applying it to our lives. So we live more in the spirit than we do in the flesh. Sharon said to me last night, why is it? We're talking about stuff. Why is it? Even the Apostle Paul said, the things I do want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do do. We will always have a battle in the flesh but I want to fight it from a place of maturity and from a place of strength and not from a place of being subservient to my feelings. Maturity here is having your physical feelings, your senses exercised to even be able to discern some things in the spirit. Wow. That's an amazing place to live in. I've touched that a number of times where physically and emotionally and with my eyes and my ears I'm sort of experiencing things in the spirit and I'm discerning things in the spirit. But how many you know so often it's, no, the flesh, you're trying to shut your flesh up. You're trying to say, no, it doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what I think. Come on, in the name of Jesus, and we stir something up on the inside, and we overcome the flesh. Well, you know what? The more we spend time in the Word of God, the more victory we have over our flesh. Yeah. And what a wonderful place to live. See, the flesh will kill you. The flesh will deceive you. The flesh will lead you off. You see, we're talking about being disciples today. What it is to be a disciple, it comes down. Number one is personal devotion. And if we're going to talk about devotion with God and our personal devotion, we've got to start with the Word of God. Feeding on the Word of God, being matured by the Word of God. And I know in that first point I said we read the Word. If we're going to go on to maturity, and I know I'm coming in hard and fast on this very first one, I want to say this study the Word of God. Study the Word. The Bible says study the Word. And you know, we're all on a journey, so we're all going to be at different areas with this and experiences. But there's a difference between just being, you know, somebody who's heard the word or I've just read the verse and somebody who say, no, I'm gonna push in and I'm gonna study some stuff. Now, I've never been an academic. I did well at school and all, but I just wasn't interested. And I've been, you know, I've had so many people say, why don't you go and do a degree? And I said, well, I am. From one degree of glory to the next degree of glory that's my degree now please I think it's absolutely admirable and I would encourage anybody to go and get your doctorates and your degrees and whatever else absolutely vital but for me nothing turns me off more than having to think I've got to go back to school it's just one way to really upset me We've all got things that inspire us or don't. Some people are eternal students. Nine uh, masters and doctorates of a wonderful, wonderful, great, a lot, fantastic. It's just not for me. But we've all got to study the Word of God. We've all got, it's not about academics, it's about digging. The house built on the rock. The house built on the sand. The one that was built on the rock dug through the sand. Didn't build in a different place. Those houses were on the same sand but one dug through the sand and found the rock. And I know that can be applied in so many ways but we got to dig into the word of God not just hear a verse for the day. But that's a great place to start. So what's the third thing? God's word is God speaking to me. God's word is God speaking to me. Now I could get into Greek words here. Logos, which is the general word of God and rhema, which is God speaking to me. What God is saying to me. And we all need everything. We need the general Word of God and we need the specific Word of God into our lives. Matthew 4 verse 4, as it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We're told to live by faith and our lives are sustained by faith, which comes from hearing hearing God in His Word. Hearing God in His Word. Our lives are supercharged by God revealing his word to us. The power of the revealed word of God is incredible. The apostle, uh, well he was an apostle at that time, he was Simon the fisherman. Just started to hang around Jesus and Seen the most amazing things, and then Jesus said, "Who do people say that I am?" They said, "Ah, John the Baptist, Elijah, whatever." But Peter turns, sorry, Simon turns around and says, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And Jesus went, "Wow, you didn't get that with these ears. You didn't, you didn't read that in a book. Somebody didn't just tell you that. You heard from the Father. It was revealed to you. Now you've got some revelation." You're going from being Simon to being Peter. Your life is becoming unshakable. When you hear from God, you see, yes, God's Word is God. Yes, God's Word is alive. Yes, God's Word feeds me. Yes, God's Word matures me. But as a disciple, God's Word speaks to me. Revealed into my life and when God speaks and I hear, everything changes. I will never be the same again. God's word revealed to us will bring transformation into our own lives and change the natural world we live in. God's Word speaking to me. I don't know if you ever pray this prayer. God, what are you saying to me today? What are you saying to me today? What do you want to say to me today? And we've got a lifetime for God to say a lot of stuff to us. Sometimes what God says to us in a day is going to be life-changing and Everything, like, wow, I'm a different person. Other times, it's just general encouragement and general strengthening in our lives. But the important thing is that God is always speaking. God is always speaking. It's like the airwaves. God's Word is alive, in, not just in this place, but around our lives all the time. And, and it's, it's about connecting our spirit and hearing, like Jesus said to, you know, to Simon, you heard. You heard something from the Father. I want to encourage us today. We can hear something from the Father. We need to hear the Word of God and believe what we're hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the Word of God. It's about developing that hearing heart on the inside. I know I've gone straight in quite strongly in this personal devotion. But I wanted us to come straight in understanding this. The highest priority in our life is hearing from God. Hearing from God. Hearing the voice of the Spirit. Everything Jesus said about the person of the Holy Spirit was really about hearing his voice. Yes, we know he empowers us, but so often people want the miracles and the anointing and the. But you know what he said? Listen. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He's going to be your helper, your teacher, your guide. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit reveal? The Word of God. What God says. Number four, God's Word changes me. Romans 12.2 And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. That's the amplified version, <laughs> you can tell. God's word changes me, brings transformation into my life. What does it do? God's word changes, renews my mind, the way I think. The things I believe, the things I think are important will change the way My mind operates how I see life. It really concerns me that the church so often has the same worldview as the world. It's nuts. We see the answers to the world's problems the same way the world sees the answers to the world's problems. We see it completely differently, guys, because we get it from the Word of God. The answers for the world come from the Word of God and they are very different from how the world thinks they're going to answer their problems. But how we see things will be determined by how we think. Our priorities. What impacts our lives and our minds are renewed by the Word of God. What does that mean? I think differently. The Bible says think on things that are pure and lovely and peace loving. Things that are of a good report. The Bible says things like this. Take captive the thoughts and make them obedient to Christ. Take captive your thoughts. How do you do that? By the word of God. You can't take captive a thought with another thought. It's just mind war. Blah, 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 going off on the inside. You take captive your thoughts by the spoken word of God. This is why we, we emphasise so much in City Gate Church. Speak the word of God. See, God's word... Will cause me to think completely differently, which means I will speak completely differently. The Bible says, Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Say what God says. We're gonna get into personal devotion and what that looks like and how to pray and all those sorts of things, but absolutely fundamental to every prayer time I ever have is I will pray the Word of God. I will speak the word of God because speaking the word of God is speaking God's language. Say what God says. The Bible says about confessing the word of God. It basically just means say the same thing as the word of Almighty God. I hope you're getting something out of this today. The power, the importance, the centrality of the Bible in the life of a disciple finally number 5 god's word empowers me god's word feeds feeds me god's word matures me god's word is god speaking to me god's word changes me god's word empowers me which means i don't just think completely differently i don't just speak differently i live differently I live differently. Wow, how do I live differently? Well, God's word heals me. Psalm 107.20 God sent forth his word and healed them. Healing does not come from a healing meeting. Do it for me, prayer team. His word in us brings healing to our whole body. And I believe that as we mature, we will need less hands laid on us as the Word of God is health to all our flesh from the inside. Nothing wrong with laying hands on people. That's wonderful. We'll do it. But just like the seedless grape, once you've been healed, let the Word of healing dwell in you richly. Let the Word of abundance dwell in you richly. Let the Word of forgiveness dwell Dwell in you richly. Let the word of joy dwell in you richly. The word in me heals me. What else does the word do? The word prospers me. Of course, it does. Third John verses two to four, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. How does your soul prosper? By the word of God, by the written, read. Heard, studied, believed Word of God will be in health as our soul prospers for I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified of the truth the Word that is in you. Just as you walk in the Word of God I have no greater joy than to hear my children walk in the Word of God. I've put in their Word instead of truth. Your Word is truth is what the Word of God says. His Word heals me. His Word prospers me. His Word gives me freedom. Jesus said, John 8, 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed, if you abide in my Word, you are my disciples indeed. And if you abide in my Word, you shall know the truth. And if you abide in my Word, the truth you know shall make you free. My freedom is dependent Dependent and determined by living in the Word of God. See, God's Word in me develops a lifestyle of life and power and holiness. The Word becomes flesh. I know we quote that for the Lord Jesus, John chapter 1 verse 14. We understand that the Word became flesh. But as we read the Word, the Word becomes your flesh. The Word becomes my flesh. The Word becomes peace in my mind. The Word becomes health in my body. Don't leave the Bible on the shelf. Don't leave it up to a verse that pings at you just daily. Don't leave it up. Start there. Wonderful. So I love all the aids that there are. And as we get through this, we're going to be talking about what aids there are and, 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 and how we can mature and how can we grow. But come on, let's have a passion. Now don't, don't anybody feel guilty? Oh, I can't remember the last time I read my Bible. Make a decision today to, to get the dust off the Word of God and eat it. Eat it. I don't know, some of you like your breakfast. I'm not a breakfast person. I'm a piece of toast man about 11 o'clock. Probably not a good thing. Please don't use me as a plumb line for breakfast, lunch, dinner and tea. Some people, oh, i would never miss my breakfast. Some people say, you know what? I'm going to eat the big meal at lunchtime and a light thing in the evening. We could show a vote in this place today. Some people I never eat after six o'clock at night. I know people like all these different things. That's great. I really don't care. <laughs> as long as it works for you. I'm not going to say you've got to be up at six in the morning reading the Bible. Man, I don't do that. I'm not a morning person. It's just not, I'm just not a morning person. If you are wonderful, go with what feeds you you but eat something eat something god's word empowers me to live this life as we close james 1 verses 22 to 25 but be doers of the word of god not just hearers only deceiving yourselves for if anyone is a hearer of the word and doesn't do it he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror He observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, that's what the Bible is to us, freedom, and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed and highly favoured in what he does. We've said read the Word. We've said study the Word. We've said believe the Word. I'm going to say, let's be those who do the Word. Today, what are we going to do with this? We're going to put faith to work. We're going to put faith to work. See, the enemy doesn't want anything more than to condemn and to squash down and call shame. And, oh, you're not a very good Christian. was the last time you read your Bible? Well, today's a new day. Today's a new day. There are times I can look back in my life and think, man, I went so long without reading my Bible. I was listening to preaching or I was, you know, I listen to probably two or three sermons a day. Early in the morning, I, you know, I hear people preaching at me, encouraging my life during the day. There's so many podcasts out there. There's so many things you can study, so many books you can read. That's all wonderful. Let's get the Bible. Everything else is only going to confirm what's in the Bible and expand it and expound it. But Let's get the written Word of God into our lives as first priority. What does it mean to be a disciple? Abide in the Word of God. Develop a hearing heart. God's speaking to me. Shall we all stand to our feet today? Well, I hope you got something out of that today. It's sort of going straight in and I know I could have talked about how and all, but I just wanted to say the Word of God, guys. The Word of God. The most important thing that we could ever possess. You hear about, in the day, we used to hear about people smuggling Bibles into parts of the world now everything's online and I'm sure you can get downloads and whatever else no matter where you are but in the day I I knew people who would smuggle in the Bible and they'd go into the the cells the prison cells taking a word or a scripture or a little ripped piece of paper that was just a little bit and they'd do that over years to try to get the Bible into the person in the cell where they were killed for owning one wow the Bible the precious word of Almighty God God's speaking to me I can look back at scriptures we've all got favourite scriptures I'm not just talking about that but we can look back and say I can remember when God spoke that to me and the effect it had in my life. I can remember, I mean, I've got the standard ones, you know. I can remember when God told me my days of sickness were over. Wow, fantastic. Does that mean to say I never had to fight sickness again? No, but I was a healed man. I can remember the day. I can remember the day when it hit me. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit in Corinthians. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit, the God who lives in you. I can remember the day when God, like it was yesterday, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Wow. The first time I realized as He is, so am I in this world. The first time I remember, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover as a word to me. Not just a Bible verse, a word to me. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give to you. Wow. See, you know when it's gone in those ears, but you know when it goes into this ear. See, sometimes our personal devotion is all about, oh God, it's all going wrong and I don't know what to do. and Just quieten all of that and open the Word of God. Go to the Psalms. Go to the Gospels. Go to 1 John. What a book. Go to 2 Timothy. Go to Ephesians. So many amazing books. During the lockdown, I did a verse-by-verse thing through three or four books in the Bible every day. And people said it was absolutely life-changing. Just to take one verse and just just talk about it. Why, Why don't we take one verse and talk to God about it? Talk to yourself about it. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly because the Word of God is living and active. Father God, as we stand here in your presence today, we want to respond to this. Spirit of God, we know you're speaking to us today. and Jesus, you said make disciples. Well, this is at the very heart of what it is to be a disciple. And I'm going to... I'm going to ask for a response here today. By faith. If you're here today and you know that you, you're here and you're, you're challenged, encouraged to make a fresh commitment to God's Word. Why don't you lift your hand to God right now? Fresh commitment to God's Word. for this Word to be living and active in your life. My hands up. Lord as we stand here in your presence, Lord by your Spirit and by your grace, Lord We know there's all sorts of experiences here and all sorts of depths of understanding and all of that. Lord, we're all just on the same page right now. Just saying, Lord, we commit to hearing your word, reading your word, studying your word, that your word will come from being perhaps something as an afterthought to being centre of attention in our lives. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. Let this word be flesh in us. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise here this morning. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being here.